Hello and welcome to HSBC's Eventing News. I'm Sam Lloyd and each month we'll bring you all the stories and personalities from the world of three-day eventing. Coming up in the programme, we'll find out what's in store for the competitors at Burley this year. Technically, um, it might just be a hair softer because um, some of those horses that are going to the World Games um, won't, won't be here. Um, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a true Burley. We'll talk to one top British rider about her ambitions. Just to keep bringing on the younger horses um, up through the grades, giving them plenty of experience and really setting them on the path for exciting things over the next two years, hopefully culminating in the Olympics in 2012. And we get an insight into what makes a top three-day eventing horse. Temperament is, is the number one um, thing to look for. They've, they've got to be brave and they've got to be trainable. Um, and if you've got that, you can take a horse a really long way. But first, the Land Rover Burley Horse Trials is undoubtedly one of the highlights in the equestrian calendar. And the event is, of course, the latest of the HSBC FEI Classics. With an impressive entry list that reads like a who's who of eventing, advanced ticket sales on the up and a superb cross-country course designed by Captain Mark Phillips, there's plenty to look forward to and indeed discuss with event director Elizabeth Inman. All our figures this year are up. We're nearly third up on advanced bookings, which is absolutely fantastic news. Why do you think that is? I think possibly people are being a little bit more selective as to what events they go to and we're towards the end of the season they come to Burley there's a lot of fantastic shopping at Burley we've got over 400 trade stands a great food walk top class competition 12 countries represented all the leading riders are at Burley and I think people nowadays are careful about what events they're going to go to and Burley's one of the top events. It is an interesting year because the event comes just what, three weeks or four weeks ahead of the um, World Equestrian Games. So while the, the in terms of the riders, as you mentioned, still the star names will be competing despite the fact that there is the, the big event later in the month in, in America. Yes, we've got all the top GB names, William Fox Pitt, Mary King, Pippa Funnel. We've got a great international following, Andrew Nicholson, Paul Tapner, Mark Todd. So they're all here. So you're looking forward to it and the course as well, um, has it been easy getting the course ready this year in terms of the, the, the summer we've had? We've suffered like so many venues, exceptionally dry summer. We're very lucky at Burley, we've got irrigation system. It doesn't just happen, we don't just press a button. Our clerk of the course has spent many, many hours labouring over the irrigation, but it looks absolutely superb, it really does. Rupert Bell was also given a tour of the course to see how it's shaping up. Well, Mark, another Land Rover Burley horse trials. Uh, this year, one or two tweaks. Um, would you say you've made it an easier test or a, a, a more uh, thoughtful test? I think, first and foremost, it's very much a four-star test. Um, having just been round and looked at the fences, there's some very, very big fences out there. And, uh, and I think particularly um, there's quite a lot of people this year coming to Burley for the first time. They're going to be, have their eyes on stalks when they think, Oh, OK, I'm now starting to understand what a four-star is, is, is all about. Uh, technically, um, it might just be a hair softer because um, some of those horses that are going to the World Games um, won't, won't be here. Um, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a true birdie. Is it is a deliberate ploy? Weg does mean you have to approach it probably slightly differently. Is that, is that the case? I think the most important thing is to provide an appropriate test and... Um, uh, I think you'll agree, having seen the fences today, the, the, um, 
there's, there's no way this is um, for the faint-hearted or the, or the beginners. It's a, it's, a, it's a proper burly four-star four-star course. I'll say maybe some of the technical questions are a hair easier, um, but um, that doesn't take away from the, the size and the intensity of the whole thing. And when, after last year's, you review what happened, where were the most notable fences that you thought, right, I need to tweak this uh, to make it maybe either fairer or perhaps a little bit more difficult? Well, I, mean, I think if you look um, on the way around, I, mean, I think the leaf pit is a little bit more difficult. I think Discovery Valley is, um, uh, is a little easier. Uh, I think the trout hatchery, again, could be a little bit more difficult. The whole maltings complex is a whole new scenario there, which is, um, it's got an oxer there, which I think is the biggest fence I've ever seen in a, in a horse trails. Uh, the Rolex combination, again, is a, it's a monster fence and one that all the riders will be talking about. Then they get a little bit of easier time, I think, through the dairy mound and uh, back through capabilities. When they get down to the Cascade Hedges in the arena there, it's, it's, it's full, up, full on again. So, um, you know, it's, like I say, it's, there's, there's many, many changes, but it's, um, it's real burly. Now, with a background steeped in horses, it's no surprise that Lucy Vigesmar has forged a highly successful career in equestrianism. This year, she's already made her mark in the HSBC FEI World Cup eventing series with some excellent results. Rachel Ferguson caught up with her at the Festival of British Eventing at Gatcom to find out how the year is going and how she got into the sport in the first place. Born into a horsey family, I guess it was pretty inevitable I was going to ride. Um, my father uh, started his career riding for Holland and then later became British. Um, he competed and uh, eventing and raced as well. And uh, my parents have had a, a business buying and producing and selling horses for the last 35 years. So I kind of just stepped into it, really. <laughs> and um, when you were growing up, who were your heroes in the sport? Oh, Mark Todd. And it's fantastic that he sort of made a comeback and is on the circuit again and could be competing against him again um Ginny Leng and Mary and you know again great to be competing against Mary and because she was definitely one of my heroes when I was growing up what does it mean to have um HSBC involved with the sport they're fantastic backers um though I think they're probably um right up there in the, the top three backing the sport at the moment and it's great their long-term commitment is uh, given some security Tell me a little bit about your top horses at the moment that you've got. Well, they're a really young string compared to quite a few people's. Uh, my oldest is currently 11 years old, Woodfall's Inigo Jones. Um, he's uh, listed as a reserve for the World Equestrian Games. Beyond then, I've got uh, Grantefka Prince, who's 10 years old, and also Simon Paulo, who I'm hoping is going to contest his first four-star at Poe at the end of the season. I would dearly like to go to WEG, but obviously sitting as a reserve, you can only get in, you know, because of somebody else's misfortune. And um, having been there myself, it's not something you wish on, on anybody. Um, so I, I am a little bit up in the air. I can't really make any concrete plans, but uh, obviously WEG would be, uh, you know, a huge, huge ambition. Um, apart from that, just to keep bringing on the younger horses um, up through the grades, giving them plenty of experience and really setting them on the path for exciting things over the next two years, hopefully culminating in the Olympics in 2012.
Irish rider Sam Watson has firmly established himself as one of the rising stars in the sport, so who better to ask what it takes to become a rider that excels at all three phases? Kate Justice caught up with Sam to get his views, starting with dressage. I think a lot of dressage is, is showmanship. Um, you've got to create a picture for the judge. And a judge, it's very hard for a judge just to judge each movement independently. That's what they're supposed to do. But what happens in reality is you create a picture for them. And if you can put a very consistent test together with no mistakes, you get the judge's confidence. And towards the end of the test, they really start to give you the good marks. And that's the big difference when you watch you know the really the really good dressage riders out there that's what they do they sort of captivate the judge from the word go and they never lose them and they just they show off and that's what it's about really show jumping it's i th- i think the sort of you, you must have the control that you know the dressage training gives you um and then ag- again you know i think you really want a slightly more powerful counter than what you generally see in a dressage test um and a lot of it is, a lot of it is down to the horse that you've, you've got to, you can get the horse to a fence in a good canter and a good rhythm, um, and really the rider's got to, got to sit there, give it a bit of a leg on takeoff, and and really sit as quietly as they can and let the horse do the jumping. And then looking at cross country, what takes a good cross country rider? You know, in terms of getting a clear round, um, and inside the time, you've got to be quite brave as a rider and really positive and give your horse a lot of confidence. Um, it's not as sort of straight in front of you and gallop on as I think courses used to be. There's a lot of turning, um, a lot of narrow fences on angles. Um, and again, your horse has got to be well drilled doing those so that the fences themselves don't really pose the question that the, the, the horse is genuine enough to know it's got to jump between the flags. And then to be a really good rider, you've just got to shave off every second you can. And it's all about rhythm. Looking at horses, what do you think makes a good three-day eventer? Um, well, a good question. Because it's something we think about a lot because of our, our breeding program. Um, but def- I think temperament is is the number one um, thing to look for. They've they've got to be brave and they've got to be trainable. Um, and if you've got that, you can take a horse a really long way with just the the, the level of of competitiveness in the sport now. I think. Um, I always like to have a horse that, that looks like it's a good jumper to start with because um, that third day is, can be quite expensive and that's what we start with. But definitely the temperament for me is, is the number one attribute I look for. Sam Watson, definitely a name to watch out for. That's it for this month, but next time we'll have all the news from the Land Rover Burley Horse Trials. But until the next time, it's goodbye. Goodbye.